0: Claudine Hemingway is a descendant of famed writer Ernest Hemingway. We bumped into each other at a party and decided to team up and dive deep into French history, but with a twist, by bringing a spotlight to those lesser-known creatives in France. This is History with a Hemingway. Welcome back to Paris History, I'm Mickey Hemingway. We're talking about solo female travel today, and I'm going to let Claudine take it from here.
1: Yeah, this is probably one, I wrote an article about this uh, a couple years ago, on uh, Bonjour Paris. And I probably get more uh, hits after Marie Antoinette on my website for this article yeah. than anything else. And I think it's something that it comes and It could even be for some of you guys out there. There's some good ideas in here. Uh, but, you know, the thing about coming to Paris solo, um, it's a great thing to do. It's a very easy city to navigate. And also the biggest thing is that, you know, I talked to so many people that reach out to me And say, you know, like, oh, I really want to come, but I can't come at this point because, you know, my husband can't get away or my friends can't get away or they don't have, you know, I'm retired or. And it's kind of like, don't wait because life is short and you don't know what's going to happen. And if you want to go, you go.
0: Exactly. And Paris is one of those cities where you can come alone. It's not weird. I mean, I moved here alone. You moved here alone. And it was not an issue at all.
1: No. And I mean, I personally love it. Yeah. (laughs) First off, I came, um, I, a friend met me from that lives in Italy. Um, and then after that, every time I came alone, and I actually preferred to come alone after that because, you know, but what I'm doing here is a little different from what other, you know, exploring and researching and doing that. You know, those are kind of solo tasks, but we've got a bunch of really great ideas for you. And I know you also have some really good ones, um, but we'll start with um, my one of one thing I learned on my very first trip. Was I came to Paris. Uh, As I said, a friend of mine met me here. We were in Paris for six days. We went to Champagne for two days, went straight to the Pico, of course, you know, because you had to go to the mothership of -hmm. Champagne. And then after that, we went to Italy where she lived. And uh, I was there for about two days. And it was so hot and so muggy. And the streets are so tiny. And there were so many people. And I was just really missing Paris. And I didn't have enough time. To see everything. And the friend I was with, she had been here a bunch of times. So she really, you know, was over it. And it just wasn't exactly the best experience <laughs> for my first trip. <laughs> and so we were in Italy and we were having lunch one day. Um, and it was this amazing lunch and sitting outside and drinking wine. And she said to me, maybe you should go back to Paris. And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm here. We're doing this. You know, we always had this long battle of which was better, France or Italy. Obviously, France is. <laughs> we you know she's like then after a couple glasses of wine i said you know what i think i need to go back and so i booked a ticket i left italy got on a plane and flew back to paris into the orly airport and you know i uh you know one thing uh she said she's like do something that scares you every day so i get to the airport and i walk out and I'm really excited. My luggage was there because it didn't arrive in Florence. It arrived about an hour before I left to come back. My Whoa. luggage did, so um, I had my. I was really happy to see my luggage come off the conveyor belt. And I rolled up the way, and this guy come up to me, came up to me and said, "Do you need a taxi?" And I said, "Wait," and he <laughs> takes me back inside down the elevator to the parking garage which was my first feeling of this isn't good. Uh And walks me right up to his motorcycle. Oh my God. What? (laughs) Have I never told you this story? No. So I go up to the motorcycle and at this point, you know, I have this huge suitcase. I have this huge carry on bag and my purse because, you know, of course I'm going around Europe buying every book I could find and I'm carrying all these things. And I was like, looked at him and it's the still, the, a first and only person I have met that had zero English. At this point, I had pretty close to zero French other than, you know, the basics, bonjour, merci. And uh, I looked and I was like, no, uh -uh, no. And I'm this envisioning my luggage just hopping down the freeway (laughs) to the back of the bike. And he just was like, he goes, pas problème, pas problème. And he like puts my giant suitcase on the back of the motorcycle, you know, bungee cords it down. He puts his vest thing on me, um, which is it a, like a air, air, airbag vest, and <laughs> he his hair on my head, puts on the helmet, and I'm just standing there like petrified at this moment. And what he just and he just goes and he pats the seat, like, okay, get on. And I'm like, mm, mm, yeah. like just <laughs> in my head, I'm like, one thing that that just do one thing that scares you. So, you know, you've been if you've been to Paris and you were driving on the freeway and you see the way people go down the freeway and those motorcycles, they go in the center, like on the lane. Yeah. And In and out of traffic. And all I'm thinking is like, I'm going to die. I'm going back to Paris and I'm going to die on the way. So <laughs> we're leaving the airport and it's just crazy and there's so many cars. And then I started I tell myself, you know what? He doesn't want to die. He's not going to kill me. I'm going to be fine. And I, but I was gripping onto the hand grips. Like I think sweat was coming off my arm <laughs> just pouring because oh I was terrified. But then once we got on and you were zipping between the cars and it was like, you know, it was like six seven o'clock, something like that. So rush hour in Paris from Orly, which is closer into the city, which is why I love Orly. And in 20 minutes, we were down, I was found a hotel on the Rue de Richelieu. Um, we were down there. I get off it thinking, you know, it's supposed to be this, like at that time, I think it was like 35 euros set rate. Oh no, it was 75 euros. Um, because you don't, if the guys could ask you if you need a taxi, rule number one, say no and go to the official place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but for 75 euros, I was in the city in 20 minutes. I got to the hotel. Had to go all the way to the sixth floor with my bags. I threw them in my room, ran back out the door, went ran down to the Seine, was standing on the Pont de Carousel, watching the sunset, and the oh. sky was pink. And I was like, you know what? I have now done something that scares me for the whole week, <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. And it was like the perfect. And at that moment, I was like, you know what? I could do anything.
0: Exactly. That's the whole thing about being here. It's like each little baby step that feels uncomfortable you quickly become fearless, because you're like, man, I just got through another weird thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and that gosh, you know, there's just between bureaucracy and some people you have to deal with. It just, you know, all of those things do those little things, because when you do it, and you accomplish it, and sometimes they're the smallest things. And afterwards, you're like, why was I afraid of that? It was so easy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, Every time you're just like, man, exactly. Like, why was I afraid? It's just all in our head. We get in our head, so you just got to jump out, get in the plane, and come on over.
1: Get on the motorcycle. Get on the motorcycle. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, I still now I tell all my planning clients like, do not when the guy (laughs) because it's a lot of times you know it's not regulated. But if I had to do it again, I would do the same thing.
0: Yeah. No. Like it sounds amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. So some things to think about once you've, you know, gotten into, you know, get book your flight. Um, it's really easy to get a taxi at the airport. You know, you, there are services that can come pick you up, but really now it's 62 euros to the left bank. Um, they just raised it up a little bit. Um, and I think it's 58 to the right bank and it's regulated and that's what it is, period. Um, and it's, you know, the taxis get to go in the taxi lane. Um, sometimes depending on how the traffic is, you know, it used to always be about 45 minutes. I've had it now take almost two hours, depending on what's going on. If it's a strike day, that won't really happen until now in the fall because they don't like to strike in the summer because God forbid their vacations. Um, So that's, you know, keep those things in mind. But when you do come, you know, a lot of people love like to stay in a hotel. Um, If that's what you feel more comfortable with because you have somebody downstairs, you have a concierge, they could be there to help you. By all means, do that. If you're going to come for more than like four days, five days, I would definitely recommend an Airbnb. Because you also get that sense of living here. You could go out, you know, you've got a little refrigerator and you could go out and buy cheese and, you know, sliced meat and some and baguette and, and you know, have your milk and in there and make your coffee in the morning. And it def- definitely makes you feel like you live here. You're part of the city. Yeah. So, and it's cheaper. It's a lot of time is cheaper. Um, if it, you are a lady coming here by yourself, I definitely recommend certain areas. Saint-Germain, of course, because that's where I am. But. I always recommend Saint-Germain, especially if it's your first time coming and you're a a woman because there's so many restaurants around um, and it's really very safe. So, I mean, I just was walking home the other day at like two o'clock in the morning and I don't feel nervous at all. There's still always a lot of people out drinking on the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I but, never feel nervous at night. I mean, maybe around barbass, but other I not, there's mean, no there's reason. certain places I would be like, no, do not Yeah, I mean there's no night.
0: reason for you to go there anyway. <laughs> no,
1: and so you know, unless you want some cheap cigarettes on the street. But yeah. it, you know, Saint-Germain, um, the Marais, is another great place. Um, the opera around the opera, it does get kind of quiet because that's a real big business area. So a lot of the restaurants might not be open on the weekend um but that's also it's these places are all very central in the latin quarter um you know of course there's montmartre where you live and you love montmartre but if you're coming here um it's your first time staying closer to the center because those are the things you're probably going to do and you could just get out and walk out your door and go to these places and it's it's really easy yeah no definitely you don't have to worry you don't have to worry, and maybe navigating the metro, you know, is a little daunting. I mean, anytime a metro has to go through Carnival a I'm like, nope, I'll walk. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, you, but you have to get lost. It's like a rite of passage. You have to get lost at least once in the in the, uh, the Chatelet station because it's huge and it's so many people, and the French people will just like mow you over as you're going through if you don't know what you're doing. Um, but it's really easy. Just you know, if you stay in the center, you could walk everywhere. Um, The other really great thing about, um, you know, coming on your own, you do everything at your own pace. So, you know, I mean, I have met so many ladies um, giving tours. I just had these two really, really great friends yesterday. They took to the Orsay. They've been friends forever. And so they work really, really well together. And they, you know, it's like one of them's usually like more laid back. And the other one is like, oh, no, I want to go do this or this. But, you know, sometimes you're, you know, some times you want to go, like if you and I travel somewhere and I'm like, great, I'm going to go to the museum for four hours. Crystal would be like, I'll check you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I'll meet you at the, I'll meet you on the terrace for drinks. (laughs) So That's where I always liked it because that is what I love to do. And I would feel really bad if somebody was like, I'll go with you. And then I wouldn't feel comfortable spending all my time doing what I love because I feel so bad because I'm like, they are hating this right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's good. You know, when you go by yourself. You could do all that on your own, um, and there's something too about Paris that just walking around early in the morning, on a Sunday morning, and doing that by yourself, just out exploring. Um, you know, nowadays with your phone and GPS, you know, you can't really get lost. I kind of miss those days though, when I would just wander and I could just kind of get lost and be like, "Where does this street go?" Now I I know so many of the streets so well, I, I don't get to do that anymore. But I kind of I kind of miss that.
0: Yeah, I kind of miss the shininess of
1: first arrival. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know, now we're just like busy getting from point A to point B to, you know, for work and doing everything else that, you know, I'm trying to remember that and take that time um, when I eventually have it next month to (laughs) to have a day or two of just being able to stop and explore. Um, Another thing I get a lot of times, um, you know, for the, as I mentioned, that also the safety factor, a few things, especially as a woman. And Americans are always very friendly. We always want to like make eye contact and smile and say thank you you don't want to do that a lot here, especially in the Metro, especially as a woman, because if you meet a man's eye contact and he's looking at you and you smile, that's an invitation of being like, come on over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I learned that the hard way many times.
1: We all learn that the hard way. So you have to be kind of careful. Um, you know, but a lot of people say, Oh, you don't smile at people and you're not, not, you know, don't be nice and stuff. But I, the majority of my French friends, and as an American, I have a Ton of friends that are French, way more than some people. Some Americans I know that have been here for ten years, um, and it. I got them. Most of my good French friends all worked in restaurants, and it was because I would go in there and I would always be very smiley and very like bonjour and messy and very nice to them. Yeah, and that's how I became friends. So I don't think it's you know I don't you don't want to walk down the street just randomly smiling and you know just bonjour bonjour to everybody you pass. They will think you're a nut job. Yeah, but, <laughs> but don't like don't completely squash that because they do actually love that. And I would they'd always be like, you're just like a ray of sunshine when you come in there. Because watch the other people. Some of the people that go in there look miserable, <laughs> <laughs> especially some of the French ladies. They do yeah. not happy. happy. Um, and so they really like that. But, you know, just also, um, you know, be careful of where you are when you do that. But as far as also for safety, just be, you know, like I see these message boards where people are just terrified of the pickpockets and people are standing on the streets with switchblades waiting to cut your purse. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that happening?
0: I've never, ever heard of that happening. And, you know, I've had so many people, my clients say that, like, oh, I got this like special leather that can't be cut.
1: And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, which is always so fun. I mean, I see that all the time on these message boards. And I always want to just say, we live here. And we don't, you know, you be smart, like any big city you go to, but we're never leaving the house thinking, I've got to make sure I have my money belt tucked into my pants. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, my uh, my steel thread purse that can't be destroyed. Um, you know, just be smart. Um, if I go through a bit, real busy and crowded place, and especially if you're around a tourist, and, you know, I'm at the Louvre all the time going across the des Arts all the time. And if I see those girls with the clip, the fake clipboards, that is when, as you walk by, just put your hand on your purse, because if they see that you are aware of that and you are like, this is my stuff and I have my hand on it, they're not even to try with you. And they don't yeah. even near me now. Yeah. They want the easy people. They want the easy. And, you know, as far as like, you also see a lot of people on these message boards talking about just wear whatever you want. Who cares? Everybody wears whatever you want. The thing about wearing whatever you want and marking yourself as a tourist is you are putting a sign over your head to please come and pickpocket me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you got to try to blend in a little bit. And
1: even if you do want to wear whatever you want, that's fine,
0: but just be aware of your things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And maybe don't, you know, a backpack is a huge, huge uh, red flag that you are a tourist. Um, The reason why they love the tourists is because you have all the good stuff on you. You've got the credit cards, you've got all the cash, you've got the phone, you've got the iPad, you're carrying all that around with you. And they know that. So when, and it's also the backpacks, like people have these massive backpacks and then you have to put it on your front. Cause if you have it on your back, somebody could just unzip it and take something. And then you look ridiculous with those things on your (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's like, you look like a camel, <laughs> um, but just like, those are the little things just blend in tiny little bit. You know, now it's like, everything goes, it used to be, you know, nobody wore tennis shoes and everybody was wearing like the Stan Smith. Then it was, nobody wears the big, huge clunky ones, like the Nikes and the, you know, running shoes. And now, because all these big high-end brands make them, everybody's wearing those. Yep. Um, they used to say, don't wear baseball caps. That was a big you know that was an evident thing that you were American now everybody's wearing baseball caps even the French. so all these things kind of you know but just maybe just a tiny little bit of think about kind of what you're wearing just because it does kind of keep you safer um what another thing is when you come here you know I have a lot of people ask about like what about going out to eat and I would feel weird sitting by myself they don't care nobody cares nobody like I remember being in the States and one time I just stopped to go get coffee at a coffee shop back in Portland and sat outside and I thought you know i just come back from Paris and I was like you know I loved it when I could sit outside and have my coffee in the morning so I tried to do that there People looked at me like I was a wacko <laughs> why aren't you just getting your coffee and going you know to the and it was like a Sunday morning and because nobody sits and just enjoys it so but here, yeah. Nobody, I never feel uncomfortable. Um, I sometimes sit, you know, outside on a terrace by myself and have lunch and nobody even looks at you.
0: It's so true. Like, it's not weird at all to be by yourself and like, just embrace it and have fun with it.
1: Yeah. And it's really nice. You know, it's like, so there's times, you know, that I would come here and I'd be like, I'm having the three course lunch with wine with each course. And uh, you know, you just go and sit down and enjoy it. You have a book if you don't, you know, or listen to a, a really great podcast like ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, just, you could sit there. Um, I just this morning went to Cafe de Flor and because I haven't had a single moment in about three weeks to be able to do that. And I was like, I'm going to walk over there this morning and sit there and have breakfast. And I was sitting there all by myself and I had no worries. Some things, you know, um, I would probably feel a little strange if I went to like a very expensive expensive Michelin star restaurant for dinner by myself. But I also would be like, who cares? And, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, go to those places for lunch. Go and it's, you know, you get to have the same amazing experience. It's going to be less expensive. And there's people having lunch all the time by themselves.
0: This is very true. And like, either way, who cares?
1: And who cares? Because it's like, those people, you're never going to see them again. And who cares what they think? You're doing you and you're doing your stuff. And again, life is short. Don't just wait. Um, go and do this stuff. And there's so, you know, if you, I sometimes say, you know, to tell ladies, go sit on the terrace if you don't, you know, because everybody loves to sit on the terrace. I don't think I, I rarely ever sit inside, even in the winter. Um, you sit on the terrace and you get to watch people go by. And, you know, that's just part of the fun of it. Um, you know, and then that way, You're not having, you know, you're also sitting there in a line looking out. um, So nobody's really looking over at you. So if you have that where you feel a little bit um, insecure about that, go sit out on the terrace. Um, if you come to Paris and, you know, you're some people like, I just want to be able to meet people. Maybe I want to hang out with some people. There's a couple great things to do. Um, the La Cuisine, um, Paris cooking classes are fantastic. I, um, have clients, I sign up for that all the time. So even if you're here by yourself, she has people coming in there by themselves all the time. And by the end of you making croissants for three hours, you're friends with everyone. And I've had clients like, oh, and then we all left and had lunch together and, So there are lots of great ways um, to meet people, Um, meet up. There's, you know, there are some tours that you could do where, you know, most tours are, you know, they just have a day and time set. So you could do a walking tour around the city with a big group of people. Um, And sometimes that's a great way to meet people as well. So it's kind of there's lots of fun things, but you could go to the parks on your own. You could go to the museums on your own um, and do everything at your own pace. And just enjoy it and not have to worry about, you know, like there's just why put it off because you are waiting for somebody else to come with you um, is kind of it's, it's just it's kind of a silly way. But I understand it because a lot of people are worried about doing things on their own. But don't be.
0: Yes. And like you said, there's so many ways to meet friends. There's even a website called meetup.com where there's people getting together and doing all kinds of fun things and different social groups. like the American Woman's Group of Paris. You don't have to live here. like yeah. You can just come and go, join. They do things every day of the month. It's like a great group. You don't have to be American. You just have to speak English. So you have options, guys. Don't be shy to come here and definitely check out claudinehemingway.com to get more information and get braver about coming here on your own.
1: And if you want to have a great way to remember your trip, book a photo session with Crystal, of course, because she does that all the time. She takes pictures of people here on their own all the time. It's a great way to remember that. And, you know, when you go back, it's a, you know it's a great bragging right. Cause you're like, look what I did. I mean, I've had some people that are like, I can't believe you'd go to Europe by yourself. And isn't it scary? I mean, people that I've known for like 30 years have would t- say, you're so brave. I can't believe you're doing that. And it's just like, what do you mean? Like, it's just sure. There's things you have to like overcome and you have to, you know, but it's uh it's it's not hard to do um you could always book a tour with me i'd love to show you around but there's a lot of really um great things just grab a book go to you know go to one of the great bookstores here in paris whether it's in french or english um grab your book go sit in the jardin de luxembourg and around the fountain or sit down by the seine and you know i even one time made myself my own little picnic at sunset and went down into the sand. I had a bag with had rosé and cheese and a baguette and everything. And I went down there and sat on the sand all by myself and had my own little picnic. And it was one of the happiest moments I've ever had. This
0: is so true. We've all had many of those nights here. So you don't have to feel silly or stupid. No one's going to think you're weird. It's completely normal. And definitely, you know, your your tour guides are great local friends. So definitely, we're here for you. If you want to have a fun experience, there's so many experiences you can do. And make sure you tune in next week to learn more. Thanks for listening today, guys. If you're interested in learning more about Claudine, her tours, history, and the beautiful photographs that she posts all over Instagram, tune into her website, ClaudineHemingway.com.